It is often remarked of Donald Trump that aspects of his political career are unprecedented, very often with some laboured emphasis on the near homophone of precedent and president, which isn't actually especially funny. This is a final ruling on the matter. It is possible, however, that Donald Trump may be accelerating towards something which, while it would be weird even by his exalted standards of weirdness, would not be unique in American history. As far as the joke of an indictment, it's a horrible thing. Earlier this week, Trump presented himself at the Wilkie D. Ferguson Federal Courthouse in Miami to respond to 37 counts of allegedly mishandling hundreds of classified documents. The decision to pursue charges against President Trump while turning a blind eye to others is emblematic of the corruption that we have here. We are at a turning point in our nation's history. This follows Trump's appearance in a New York court in April where he pleaded not guilty to 34 charges of falsifying business records to occlude a hush money payment to a former mistress and very likely precedes further charges in Georgia pertaining to his attempts to stand over the state's election officials following his loss of the presidency in 2020 and possible still further legal jeopardy over the role he may have played in inciting the attempted putsch of January 6th, 2021, amidst which Trump has also been found liable for sexual abuse and defamation in a civil lawsuit brought by the journalist E. Jean Carroll. I'm overwhelmed, overwhelmed with joy and happiness and delight for the women in this country. Yesterday, one five foot nine, <laughs> 79-year-old advice columnist beat Donald Trump in court. Despite this lengthening rap sheet, sufficient of Trump's fellow citizens remain enamoured of him that he is the presumptive Republican nominee for the 2024 presidential election. Bookmakers currently have Trump roughly a 3-1 to one shot to win the thing, second favourite behind the 13-8 to eight incumbent, President Joe Biden. Although, at the risk of tempting fate, there's still 100-1 to one available on Tucker Carlson if you shop around. So the remarkable but not altogether unique feat Trump might be mere months away from accomplishing is running for the presidency of the United States from prison. Regular consumers of the Foreign Desk Explainer, like there are any other kind, etc., will recall that we ruminated on this prospect to an extent back in April, after Trump fronted the New York beak on the book cooking charges. We reminded that conviction and even imprisonment are no bar to seeking national office in the US and indeed recalled the 1920 presidential campaign of Eugene Debs, who won just over 900,000 votes as the Socialist Party candidate while consuming the gruel of Atlanta Federal Penitentiary, where he was serving a sentence for sedition after urging resistance to the World War I draft. We should also recall the case of Lyndon LaRouche, the indefatigable conspiracy theorist and certifiable dingbat who took one of his many tilts at the presidency in 1992 while doing a stretch for fraud. LaRouche polled an amusingly wretched 26,334 votes nationwide, thus confirming that there was absolutely no way that large numbers of Americans would ever turn out for a seething paranoid nitwit and unregenerate crook.
But few expect that the New York charges against Trump would occasion, in the event of conviction, a prison sentence. They are, grand scheme of things, relatively nickel and dime stuff. The charges to which Trump pleaded not guilty this week are not. As has frequently been the case with Trump's political career, the gravity of a given scandal has been obscured to an extent by its parallel dimension of cheap, tacky farce. It's not my fault that he came here. It's China's fault. I'm very highly educated. I know words. I have the best words. We give state dinners to the heads of China. They're ripping us left and right. Just take them to McDonald's and go back to the negotiating table. Seriously. The world has enjoyed a hearty guffaw at the pictures of boxes of documents stacked on a gaudy Mar-a-Lago ballroom stage or beneath a bathroom chandelier. But this is serious. It is potentially serious for the United States national security. We don't know entirely what documents Trump had, who might have seen them, or where certain of them might have wandered off to. But previous testimonies from such noted strategic thinkers as Kid Rock and Ted Nugent that Trump solicited their advice on North Korea do not inspire overmuch confidence vis-à-vis Trump's discretion in such matters. And it is potentially serious for Trump. Informed legal sources have suggested that conviction could mean a couple of decades worth of federal prison porridge for Trump, who would nigh certainly become the first inmate to have his diet improved by incarceration. Even if a court proves squeamish about putting a former occupant of the White House in the big house, high-profile officials have been convicted and fined in similar cases, including former National Security Advisor Sandy Berger and former CIA director David Petraeus. Trump's own former attorney general, Bill Barr, summed it up thus. If even half of it is true, then he's toast. I mean, it's a, it's a very detailed indictment and it's very, very damning. Whatever does happen next in this particular case, it won't happen soon. A trial of this kind could take a year to get up to the gate even if the defendant wasn't running for president, and even if the defendant running for president wasn't an inveterate obstructor and deferrer. Trump can draw on the experience of thousands of legal actions brought against him and his businesses over the years, like there is some sort of pattern. Somebody had to do it. And we do need to consider a couple of other eternal enraging aspects of Donald Trump. One, the obdurate loyalty of his base. Convicting Trump will require finding a Florida jury willing to do so. Two, his astonishing luck. His trial has been assigned, randomly as is part of the process, to a judge he appointed and who has previously displayed indications of being grateful for this, issuing one previous ruling in Trump's favour so bizarre that it was overturned by an appeals court panel which itself had two Trump appointees sitting on it. In the meantime, Trump's strategy appears to be to respond as Trump always responds by whining. Nothing is his fault. Everything is a plot against him. It's just not fair, etc. For Monocle Radio, I'm Andrew Muller.